0: And here we are again with the Season 4 of the Data Science at Home podcast. This time we have something for you. If you want to help us shape the data science leaders of the future, we have created the Data Science at Home's Ambassador program. Ambassadors are volunteers who are passionate about data science and want to give back to our growing community of data science professionals and enthusiasts. You will be instrumental in helping us achieve our goal of raising awareness about the critical role of data science in cutting-edge technologies. If you want to learn more about this program, visit the Ambassadors page on our website at datascienceathome.com. Welcome back to another episode of Data Science at Home podcast. I'm Francesco, podcasting from the regular office of Amethyx Technologies based in Belgium. Today, I speak about autonomous vehicles, but in particular, the driving part of autonomous vehicles and the sensors that are usually taken into account for, you know, allowing a car to drive autonomously. And of course, here we we have to refer to the one brand that is kind of uh, the representative of uh, autonomous vehicles which is tesla though tesla has never sponsored this show so uh, i will just mention it because of the literature and some of the patents that they have been filing uh, which are in my opinion quite interesting now there is a uh, of course there are many other brands uh, or car manufacturers out there uh, waymo volvo general motors and and many more Uh, that are entering the space of autonomous driving and um, uh, pretty much all of them are kind of agreeing on the sensors that uh, an autonomous vehicle should be equipped of uh, except on one particular sensor which is the LiDAR and um, uh, several years ago probably it was like three or four years ago I don't recall uh, Elon Musk uh, said that uh, LiDAR is a fool's errand And anyone relying on LiDAR is doomed. Uh, So, based on this statement, of course, um, I would like to uh, clarify a bit, first of all, what a LiDAR is and why uh, Tesla, as the major representative of uh, uh, autonomous vehicles, uh, decided not to to use LiDAR sensors uh, on their cars. Uh, though there are some uh, skeptical individuals who have actually seen uh, Tesla cars driving with LiDAR sensors on the rack, uh, but of course, as experimental um, vehicles and not the the vehicles that we know and we can afford from the shop. So, what is the LiDAR? Well, LiDAR stands for uh, light detection and ranging, and it's essentially a radar sensor on steroids <laughs> because it works by um, shooting light uh, that uh, then bounces off surrounding objects, returns to the sensor, the sensor reads the returned signal and uh, assess a bunch of metrics, for example. Well, of course, the distance, the density of an object, uh, and of course all the other dynamic measures. For example, if something is moving, what is the, the speed? What is the acceleration? Here you, know, you can infer a lot of the of the of the of the surrounding um, uh, around indeed that particular sensor. There are several characteristics that make lidar a very interesting sensor, and the reason. Why, of course, in uh, it's probably one of the most used sensors in uh, in robotics applications, um, because uh, they provide so called 3D point cloud, which is um, essentially it's a cloud of of points in the 3D space um, of the entire. Uh, surrounding environment, and um, if I will provide some of the links uh, that matter in the show notes of this episode, as always, uh, in which you can see, for example, there are several even open source tools that allow you to uh, let's say connect to LiDAR sensors, uh, even the ones that you can purchase online. Um, so not necessarily the ten thousand uh, dollar LiDAR sensors that we we know or are used on on autonomous vehicles. Uh, But, you know, the small ones for robotic applications uh, that can just give us an idea of what a LIDAR can do. And uh, the 3D point cloud is, in fact, uh, probably one of the most fascinating things because it literally breaks down the surrounding into tiny points. uh, And by putting them all together in the, of course, relative positions, uh, gives you an idea of uh, where things are in the 3D space. Uh, lidar, for the record, is also used a lot in uh, uh, video game development uh, for uh, indeed having the real the the three D version of the of the surrounding and then doing some other post processing and reconstructing uh, virtual worlds. Uh, the second feature of a lidar sensor is real time data, and um, and this is probably one of the most important ones because uh, usually lidar sensors collect a lot of data and uh, they can do so. Uh, very fast. Now, of course, depends on the manufacturer of the LiDAR depends on the specs and hardware capabilities of the particular LiDAR sensor. But generally speaking, uh, 3D point clouds are collected fast, Uh, and they can be of relatively high resolution, Uh, you can have uh, literally millions and millions of of data points uh, that describe the environment uh, around you, well, around the sensor, in fact. And uh, the third characteristic, of course, is that based on this uh, point cloud, uh, you can start measuring things. And so LiDAR can provide pretty accurate uh, data on the distances of all the objects, relative distances the ob- or the obstacles that the vehicle is supposed to, uh, to avoid, um, speed, acceleration, you know, all the dynamic measures that I already mentioned. Um, and also another important fact is that again, depending on the specs and the manufacturer of the LiDAR, they can go as far as 250 meters when it comes to the distance from, um, let's say the the diameter of the the 3D point cloud, so to speak. So 250 meters can be a lot uh, because uh, having the 3D description of a world in front of you in a range of 250 meters as we can understand, for an autonomous vehicle is extremely important. Um, And this can, of course, give you better, much better data than, for example, a camera uh, or a bunch of cameras can do, even though they are high-resolution cameras still. Uh, They would not be providing the same type of data. Indeed, uh, LiDAR sensors are usually referred to as high-capacity sensors. And I would say that high uh, definition cameras also provide a ton of data. It's just a different type of data um, and also have a different type of costs and different characteristics. But anyway, why Tesla is against LiDAR? Well, um, the, according to a bit of the news that I've been reading around, uh, cost can be one uh, fundamental reason for which LiDAR are not at the moment being considered for, uh, you know, the Tesla cars that we can buy. Uh, A LiDAR uh, can be an expensive piece. Um, They can, you know, cost from $70,000, of course, to uh, one tenth of that, depending on the specs. Um, There is a a, a LiDAR used by Waymo uh, that costed something like $7,000, still very high, compared especially with the, uh, you know, the the biggest cameras that you can afford, uh, or a camera that would provide a relatively similar amount of data would be in the in the range of probably 20, 50 bucks. Uh, So, you know, there is a a universe in between, uh, in terms of the costs that you that LiDAR uh, sensors have with respect to uh, to cameras, high-definition cameras. Now, of course, as technology evolves, uh, LiDARs are supposed to, um, you know, to become cheaper and cheaper or less expensive, that's for sure. But for the time being, um, car manufacturers have to think uh, what type of sensor to equip their cars with and also train models because... When you change a sensor, you're also changing kind of the entire pipeline of the predictions that you are providing as the car is driving. Are you ready to advance your career in data science? University of Cincinnati Online offers nationally recognized educational programs in business analytics and information systems. Predictive Analytics today named UC as the number one master data science school in the country and is nationally recognized with a proven track record of placing students at high-profile companies such as Google, Amazon, and Procter & Gamble. University of Cincinnati Online's Master IS program offers innovative curriculum that helps students build their core competences in enterprise resource planning, business intelligence, database design and modeling, and project management. Their Master's in Business Analytics program provides students with expertise in descriptive, predictive, and prescriptive analytics using real-world data, providing a pathway to a career in data science. University of Cincinnati Online's Business Analytics and Information Systems master's program have the most affordable tuition rates in the United States and high job placement rates post-graduation. Discover more about the University of Cincinnati's 100% online master's degree programs at online.uc.edu slash O-B-A-I-S That's online.uc.edu slash O-B-A-I-S. Or just check the link in the show notes of this episode. The second reason, uh, which uh, I don't embrace at all, is that LiDAR is not human. And this is something like that Tesla uh, as is a statement by Tesla's representative uh, about LiDAR. So they do not use LiDARs, because they're not human. And so the fact that, uh, for example, streets have been designed for, uh, you know, for vision. In fact, for uh, for humans who will use their eyes mainly to drive. Uh, so that speculation is something that uh, you know they have been using to justify the fact that they are not using lidar on regular streets because they say, if the street has been designed for uh, people with vision, why should I use a sensor that goes beyond vision? And that makes sense from a logical perspective, of course. Uh, in my opinion, not so much on a practical perspective, uh, at least maybe not now but in the very near future when more and more cars uh, will be available uh, less and less humans will be (laughs) on the roads and so uh, those roads that have been designed for humans will actually be driven uh, by non-humans and so you know that statement is kind of weak to me Um, but anyway i'm just reporting what has been said uh, and that's uh, indeed the reason why lidars are not considered it's true that um, LiDARs, even when LiDARs are present, uh, cameras are still needed um, because uh, a LiDAR might tell you, for example, uh, how far a particular car is or how far a particular road sign is, um, but what that sign indicates, you know, the interpretation of the sign, of the street sign, well, that's a computer vision problem, right? That's a, a classification problem. So, still, LiDARs would tell you information that needs to be complemented with uh, what a camera would say or would allow you to interpret. So camera's still needed. And also uh, probably one of the most reasonable facts is that uh, we have seen a uh, you know, massive improvement on in the computer vision field. Uh, so there's been so much progress in deep learning neural networks uh, related to, for example, object detection using cameras. Uh, that indeed um, it would be quite expensive con- still considering LiDAR technology in a period in which uh, computer vision algorithms are so sophisticated uh, and so advanced that uh, probably maybe we do not need LiDAR information at all. And probably this is something that comes more from a marketing department design Um, lidars are usually you know big sensors orders of magnitude bigger than uh, than let's say a high high definition camera you can hide a camera uh, pretty easily on an autonomous vehicle Uh, it's going to be much much harder to to hide a lidar actually usually lidars need a rack on top of the car they also need to be uh, you know, there's there's they they cannot have obstacles around, so they have to be in uh, a strategic positions with respect to the autonomous vehicle. And so uh, looking at a car uh, that has such a, let's say ugly rack on top uh, with a lidar sensor, it's not it's really something that nobody wants to deal with. I would personally never buy a car uh, that has a a you know a rack. It would like I'm driving a Google car. <laughs> every day to go to do groceries. Uh, That's not cool at all. Now, of course, I believe that probably, um, you know, technology will improve and uh, uh, there will be some sort of miniaturization of LiDAR sensors for sure. Uh, But we are speaking about what's going to happen now, what's going to happen in the next few years. And the reality is that LiDAR sensors are just big. Now, there is a, um, an important patent by, um, by Tesla that has been mentioned kind of behind the lines uh, in the literature or online. And that is, well, they are still using LiDAR sensors. So on their experimental cars, uh, they are using LiDAR sensors. The people have spotted uh, Tesla cars with uh, LiDAR racks driving around, probably in San Francisco or somewhere. Uh, but essentially, uh, you know, the question is, is kind of spontaneous, why is Tesla saying to the world that they're not going to use LiDAR sensors, and still, they're experimenting with LiDAR sensors. Uh, and well, the reason comes, and this is pure speculation, though there is a patent that kind of confirms my speculation, uh, that uh, is, and of course, the patent will be reported in the show notes of this episode. Um that, uh, well, the patent goes under the title, Multi-Channel Sensor Simulation for Autonomous Control Systems. And the title should tell you already, you know, the full story uh, because what they are actually doing uh, is using uh, high capacity sensors uh, and high capacity sensor data to, you know, provide a a form of detection and then control. So they would control the car by using high capacity sensors. Now, what happens is that, and usually these high-capacity sensors are, of course, LiDAR sensors. Now, what happens when you just want to use, uh, let's say, cameras, because you have this sleek Tesla model, you don't want to put a rack, a LiDAR rack, as we said, you want to get rid of the LiDAR uh, that you have used during experiments and still have, you know, a relatively high accuracy in the detections that you are providing to the controller of the car, you know, steering wheel or acceleration or giving gas, braking and and stuff like that, right? So the way you want to control the car, of course, you don't want to pay that cost of removing a a, a high-capacity sensor just for the sake of uh, aesthetics and pay that in uh, in accuracy of your model. That would be extremely dumb. So what we are thinking is to, uh, well, simulate high-capacity sensor data. And that's something that is extremely interesting, because uh, during a training process or during so-called experiments, they would uh, equip a car with both a uh, high-definition camera and a LiDAR sensor. Uh, They would perform predictions. They would perform the controlling uh, of the car. Uh, They would train all their models. And then they would create generative models that when the high capacity sensors, AKA LiDAR sensor is not physically present, well, they could generate this data from all the other sensors uh, of the on the car, right? And so by doing this, you know, trick by simulating uh, this uh, sensor data, whenever the sensor is not present, would still maintain the rest of the pipeline uh, intact. So. That's a smart move, in my opinion, because when you are dealing with production environments, uh, you know, you don't want to change the entire training procedure just because one sensor has changed or just because one sensor is present or not present, right? You want to preserve pretty much, you know, all of the uh, prediction pipeline that that the the car is using to drive, Right. And so, by using, by simulating data whenever a sensor is not present is, in my opinion, one of the smartest moves by Tesla. There are probably many more smart moves by Tesla, but this, when it comes to machine learning and artificial intelligence, uh, is one of them. And there is, of course, a patent uh, that explains uh, with some interesting graphs. Of course, they don't go into the details for the sake of, uh, you know, uh, patent, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's a pretty, you can understand it pretty well uh, if you just look at the images that uh, uh, that they provide in the patent. Uh, it's a very interesting one. Uh, It's something that definitely can be tried at home. Um, No, you know, definitely not in the amount of miles that Tesla uh, is usually, you know, collecting data from. But in a small lab, all these things can be definitely replicated. And um, also the quality of the uh, uh, generated or simulated uh, high capacity sensor data uh, is something that can be uh, applied to many other domains. Uh, For example, I would think of uh, pharmaceuticals, healthcare, um, you know, in which you, sometimes or many times you do not have that particular medical equipment that can provide a measure um, that a particular uh, prediction was based on. So that's it for today. Of course, don't forget to drop by our Discord channel. You will find the link uh, on the official website, datascienceathome.com. As always, speak with you next time.